All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to what normally is the Pro Football Doc podcast, now becoming Sports Injury Central. But I think today it's more apt to call it the Pro Basketball Doc podcast. A, it's NBA playoff time. And B, we have our one of our Pro Basketball Docs, one of my mentors down the road, longtime Chicago Bulls head team physician, you saw him a bunch in the last dance with Michael Jordan during the pandemic. And Dr. Heffernan, John Heffernan, welcome. And you're all dressed up in your uh, attending uh, medical attire. And meanwhile, I'm in a T-shirt. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I am working today. <laughs> well, it's actually our kids' spring break this week. Uh, and so we're local uh, at a place along the lake here. So I'm casual in a T-shirt. But I, I was going to change, but... I figured this uh, jump man was appropriate since you were coming on, so I uh, let it go here. Sure. All right. So uh, as typical, um, let's jump into some NBA injuries. First of all, would you really would have anyone have guessed? I mean, the Lakers and the Nets were preseason favorites, right? And the Nets at least made it to the playoffs through the play-in. Lakers, not so much. Uh, any thoughts on that and, and injuries or otherwise uh, on both sides or LeBron? And one of the things we talked about is LeBron had his issues, right? Ankle. And he's played a lot of basketball. He's been mostly healthy. But uh, we even featured as part of the stuff on Sports Injury Central, LeBron James with that picture of his knee that Justin will show here that – with a big bulge or a baker's cyst in the back of his knee. knee. Uh, what do you think that's going to mean for LeBron and the Lakers long term? Well, I, I think that, as you know, uh, these these basketball players, when they've played, and Le LeBron's played forever, of course, uh, you know, they all get knee problems and they all get uh, tendonitis. They all get patellofemoral problems and they they play through it. As they get older, they learn how to adjust their game so they can be effective. But then eventually it catches up with them. And I think you saw with the Lakers this year with uh, uh, him and Anthony Davis, how, you know, they get old. They, they can't put in as many games as they used to. And the Lakers had trouble with their chemistry this year. So, they, you know, they were very disappointing. Um, and then likewise with the Nets, the Nets were out without Kyrie Irving for a significant period of time and um, I think they've had trouble meshing uh, to get all their all their stars working together but but now they actually have a, I think they they have the people they want to have out there yeah well John I appreciate all your help with all your basketball knowledge I mean as you know I, I helped John a tiny bit with the Bulls and had a little experience with the Timberwolves but John's much more knowledgeable about basketball and that's why we love Dr. Heffron advising us and, and weighing in. Do you think that with the Baker cyst I mean uh, would it surprise you if LeBron ended up with a knee scope this offseason? Not at all I, I think that um, we tend to be as you know we tend to be quite aggressive with uh, addressing these problems which you might you know, you might put off or delay with uh, non-athletes, if you will, but in the professional athletes, you want to get those things taken care of as soon as the season's over so that they're uh, in good shape at the beginning of the of the regular season and get the camp. And, um, you know, Baker Sis, a common problem with uh, anybody with uh, any kind of arthritic problem or um, uh, 
uh, or meniscal issues, and it's uh, something that you don't want to have linger on if you can take care of it early. So in basketball, same as football. As soon as the season is over, aggressive with surgery during the season, try and keep him going. And look, I think he's going to have a knee scope. The question is, will we hear about it in the public? There's no mandatory reporting. A couple <laughs> little poke holes. You don't see uh, LeBron for a while, and he'll be fine. But let's talk about the other side, the Nets. Ben Simmons with his back. He hasn't played the entire season. He was traded to the Nets and still has not suited up. And, uh, you know, we all wrote and talked about uh, the disc issue when he had the epidural over a month ago. Uh, What are some of your thoughts on Ben Simmons potentially being able to return? Some of the national pundits are saying game four. Game four, game five, game six, game four. What are your thoughts on that? I would not anticipate him playing. They say that he's, they say he's he's shooting around and he's playing a little bit, but it sounds like he's not done any kind of competitive playing. And um, I think that he, he he just a month ago had an epidural steroid. I I don't know that I don't know that he'll be in in really good shape to play. He certainly won't be in game shape. And I, I suspect that they, I suspect they think that he won't contribute very much uh, unless he's in a much better condition in terms of being able to play effectively in a game. So I wouldn't well, be optimistic not, about him yeah, coming and back. And not only that, he hasn't taken the court with any of his new teammates ever yet. And uh, and I don't know if you saw John. We've written about this at Sports Injury Central, and thanks for your contributions. Uh, uh, beat reporter Nick Friedel, Friedel. I don't know how to say it. He posted a video where Ben Simmons, at practice, Ben Simmons looked over at the reporter and said, quote, make sure you get this, then dunked and said, there you go. But if you look at the video, he's a 6'11 guy that walks up, jumps off of two feet, dunks with one hand, kind of lackadaisically. I mean, high school kids do that. I mean, I, I don't see that, as you say, that's any sign of being ready to go. Make sure you get what? That a 6'11 guy can two-foot jump and dunk with one hand? I mean, I think anyone who's 6'11 in our audience can do that walking off the couch, right? I mean, that's not anything special. Oh, sure. And, you know, Charles Barkley made a remark yesterday on TV about it. He he said, you know, it's a big difference from being able to work out and shoot around and do that stuff and actually be able to compete in a game where you're effective for your team. So I I just don't think he's going to play. Well, uh, that makes two of us, and that's where we say the Pro Football Doc panel, it's always get to, good to get cooperation of, of what is happening here. And look, Adrian Wojnarowski, Shams Charnia, they're the best. They're hearing it from somebody, whether it's Ben's camp, the agent, the team, who knows. But medically, our sixth score, even if Ben Simmons suits up, is going to be relatively low, and we, we have our doubts. Um, let's move on to the next big one. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, calf strain, some video out there, flat-footed shots, a few three-pointers. He's out, been out game one, going to likely miss game two. Obviously, the Jazz are favored without uh, Luka. The Mavs would be if he were there. What are your thoughts on Luka and the calf strain? Well, I, 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 you know, we've seen that injury on, on the replays, and uh, – 
for basketball players, that's bad injury. I mean, even though it's, you know, it's a calf strain, okay, so it doesn't sound like a, a major injury like an ACL or a ruptured this or whatever, but, but you know, that's a painful injury, and uh, it, it can lead to some chronic problems. And I, I'd be surprised if, you know, they're, they're putting them down for like week to week or every few days they're assessing it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't miss – uh, this whole series, uh, and maybe if they if they try to play him, I think there's a significant risk that he'll just keep injuring it. So um, I, I think that's worse than people might think at this point in terms of him getting back to play. And the issue the Mavs have, of course, is he's a you know he's a really important part of their of their team. So um, I know they're doing their best to get him back. Yeah, well. You know, I, I've learned a lot from you. One thing I learned from you earlier this season when you were telling me about, and this is where your institutional knowledge of the NBA is so great, when Luca had a high ankle sprain and you told me, based on the type of player that he is and how tough he is, that he'll come back so, sooner than you think. And indeed, he did. I'm still hopeful that, that, that this will be the case with his cap. I, I'm with you. I mean, calf strains linger. is very important for a basketball player. But if this were, no offense, Steph Curry, and we'll cover him in a minute about his foot with a calf, I would be very down on it. The guy runs, has to get open. He's a smaller guy. He has speed, quickness, separation, uh, elevation, his jump shot. Luka has size and reach and wild, even though he's a, a young player. He can get shots off without – being overly athletic and to that end I'm not saying Luca's going to be 100% but before the Mavs are eliminated I don't see how Luca doesn't try based on his toughness and other things because what's he got to lose you're not going to tear your Achilles it's not going to be long term you just might be out so if they go down 0-2 or you know uh, you know one and three and it's an elimination game. I still think he has a chance to come back late in the series, but that doesn't mean he can be fully effective. But I think he's got a better chance than if he were a point, a true smaller point guard relying on quickness all the time, uh, which he's not. What do you think about that? No, I, I agree. I mean, he's a big guy, so he can make up for these things that the little guys can't. So, so I mean, I, 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 I'm sure he's uh, chomping at the bit to play. Um, so, well, I, I – I think we'll just have to see. My concern is that he'll just uh, go out and, you know, he'll play a quarter and then, then he'll re-injure it and that'll be it for, for the rest of this uh, playoffs for him. So yeah. we'll see what happens. What about Steph Curry? He came back the other night. Um, how do you think he looked? What do you think with that foot, list, Frank, whatever? We had well, him as a 6'4 are- of 61. <laughs> Meaning yeah, those are, 61% of production. Yeah. Well, I, I think that he'll he'll be hampered, but you know that that's a that's a significant injury in a in any player, but particularly a guy like him that needs that step and quickness to get away. So, um, you know, I he'll, he's playing, but I'm I'm sure he feels that he's not as effective as he as he should be because. That foot's got to be hurting him when he plays, and um, yeah, they, they and, had a, and I think they had a even though he played and the other night, so they made up. He scored 16 points, 22 minutes. His yeah. shooting was a little off, a couple shots short. He can't get the quickness, run around screens, and get the separation. 
Defensively, he got blown by, I think, a couple times, and, and you would understand that. He's so talented, he's going to get some points. But I don't know that the ball can go through him and, and be effective. And I don't think this next game or the rest of this series, you're not going to see a big leap, right, as you say for that list, Frank. I mean, it's a slow incremental uh, you know, no setback is good news. Uh, you're not going to, from one game to the next, see a big leap in his ability, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think it's just going to be a nagging thing for him throughout the playoffs. And the question is, can they make up for it? Because they have such a good team and they have good chemistry. Can they make up for that? And because, uh, you know, it may, if this, if they go deep in the playoffs, you know, he's likely to feel better <laughs> in, a, in a few yeah. weeks from now than he is now. Sure. What about Robert Williams, Celtics? He had a knee scope and uh, injured at March 27th, surgery March 30th. Uh, Celtics have said four to six weeks. There's been some talk that he could return this first series. I've been a little more pessimistic than that. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think typically they are more like six weeks than four in terms of being able to play effectively. He's a good player. I mean, they, I wouldn't. They might get him out there for a for a little bit of time before that, but uh, before he gets a regular rotation, I think it's it'll take about six weeks, which what takes him a couple of weeks from now, I guess, something like that. Yeah, I think it's a long shot. He plays this first series. If he does, it's at best spot role. And as always, we say in football, and I'm sure it's true in basketball. Just because you're back doesn't mean you're 100%, right? It's not, you know, you, you can limit minutes and and, uh, and work around things. So, yeah, but if they go long enough, he'll be back, right? And that'll be a... Yeah, a he'll be... A, if, if they if they keep on winning, he'll be better, uh, obviously, two or three weeks from now than he is uh, earlier in the playoffs. So. Yeah. Well, you're in Chicago there. What What's your take on Lonzo Ball and his left knee? He's had two scopes, I think. Yeah, he's had, well, you know, he's had that scope and he's been out for what, three, three months, something like that. So, and as you know, it, that's a long time after a knee scope. So uh, I suspect there's been some glitch in his uh, recovery. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have, uh, doesn't end up getting another scope at some point. I did you say that he might have had another one recently? I don't know. that. I don't think it was recently. The boys can get on that. He had an initial one, and I think he had a second one. But Yeah, uh, so I wouldn't if – he, if he has not had a second one, I would. I was thinking that I, – I, I'm not up on some of that stuff. I thought he might end up having another scope because it's taken him a long time to, to, to recover from what should be a, a, a fairly routine recovery. Yeah. What do you think about Zion Williamson? Uh, you know, we talked, you know, before with the setback with the fifth metatarsal stress fracture in December, we said his season was over. Yet he's pregame doing, uh, you know, reverse 360 dunks and stuff. I mean, <laughs> uh, I still think he's a long way from playing and not going to play this this year. Well, I don't think he's going to play. I, I I think even if he could play somewhat I, I don't know I mean I think they're looking for him to his future not this particular season so if he's had delayed healing of his uh, stress fracture then I don't know that they want to take a chance on that maybe play him fleetingly but I I, I don't think they want to risk uh, him having another problem with the foot and then having another season of uh, uh, discontent if you will just hoping he gets better and he's got such an explosive game 
I mean, that's his game. He's a big guy, a very explosive player. So a lot of stress on it on his foot. Brooke, remember when he broke his shoe? So you know, there's a lot of stress on his foot. Right, a lot of stress, but <laughs> but it's also repetitive stress. Just because you can dunk one time acrobatically, I mean, it was a uh, all star game dunk contest style dunk, right? Traveling, run along the baseline, and do this fantastic thing. It shows how athletic he is, but he's not sure. ready to go. So I know you're working here. So the final topic here, tell me about ACLs in the NBA and recovery versus NFL, and especially Kawhi Leonard, Jamal Murray. Um, you know, we haven't believed that Kawhi will come back at all this year. It's only, you know, the timeline and the whole deal. But talk about Kawhi Murray and, and perhaps how ACL recoveries are different uh, similar but different in the NBA versus NFL. Well, you know, David, you and I have watched this, I think, evolve over the last few years. The first player that I recall in the NBA that took an incredibly long time to come back was our, our point guard in Chicago, whose name escapes me. <laughs> um, yeah, Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Remember, he... I mean, it, he was planning on taking a whole year rehab and then some, and then, then some. And he took a long, long time. And that, prior to that, we always figured they'd be back, you know, seven months, nine months, easily within a year. And we, of course, we had a, we had a number of players with their ACLs come back within a year's time. Uh, now it seems in the NBA, they're all uh, very concerned about um, uh, just getting maximally rehab before anybody comes back and you know what that means it means they not only have to get their strength and their physical abilities back but you have to get your proprioception back you have to do all kinds of things to to be able to recover and um, as you and i know nobody's nobody comes back 100 percent and i think well certainly not yeah. When you're coming back at seven months, nine months, 12 yeah. months, right? Maybe by two years, 18 yeah. months, you're, you're better. And I think and, the and, NFL... You know, basketball's much harder than football. Football, yeah. it's a four to six second burst. Basketball is continuous and you have to play offense. You have to play defense. Yeah. I, I always say in football, right, it's so much harder for a cornerback, a DB, to come back from an ACL than a wide receiver. Wide receiver knows where he's going on a route. DB has to react, yeah. right? And uh, certainly uh, anytime you're in space, which all basketball players are, you know, when you're on the inside, you're in linemen or something, you're more contained and it's a little bit easier. But when you're in space and have to go two ways and be in shape and, you know, for more than four to six second bursts and react on defense, offense and and things, it, I, I think it's much harder for and I don't blame them. Like the game of basketball has changed. Right. Everyone is so athletic, top to bottom. Uh, that uh, it, it makes some sense that they're not going to be 100%. Look, if you're a spot shooter, right, then it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a different story there. Right. Well, I think, the, I think you're right. In the NBA, there's no, you know, you got to play continuously. You got to play both ends of the court. The football, as you know, is much more position specific in terms of requirements for, for your knee. Linemen play with lots of things that you could never play in the NBA with. Because you just couldn't keep up, you couldn't play that many minutes. You can't defend, so it's a it's a different process for the for the basketball players. Absolutely. Well, John, thanks a lot for your time, taking time out of your busy day while I'm on vacation here. And uh, uh, thank you, <laughs> I really appreciate you. Well, thanks, John. Okay, I'll follow you on the SIC score. Take care now. Bye bye.